Glory to God. Amen. You are doing the inconvenient, yet profitable. Thank you for compliance. Amen. I believe God that it will not be long. We won't need this again. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. We are going to continue with our examination of uh, what Paul sent to Timothy, part of which you just uh, prayed on. And we will do a little check here and there. Because everything that is said in that first Timothy chapter 4, reading from verse 12, everything that is there applies to our lives and to our ministries also. Amen. Now, somebody once said that if you don't have a grandmother in the event that your own grandmother is dead and you hear somebody's grandmother advising him, take it as the advice from your own grandmother. Praise God. Amen. Um, Amen. And he said, Obi and Cassemi Comifia Cobisa. Biano, if you know, be any answer. I have been born or sadly, that's the truth. You know, inside differs with age, with dispensations, and then with acquisition of sound knowledge. Praise God. So you may have people who have inside somewhere, but not in that particular area. So when somebody is talking to about that area, you've got to just embrace that one and trust God that it will work for you also. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. There are people who now have explosion in their, um, what do you call those guys? Block what? Those guys you see on social media. What do you call them? Bloggers. Uh, now they have suddenly shifted to the people who have suffered, uh, who have become victims of COVID. And somehow they have forgotten that they can easily be afflicted just by writing what they are writing. <laughs> Praise God. Is it because you don't know when you get it? It is just the grace of God that has kept all of us alive to this point. You have gone to places where the COVID was standing with the hands raised. But God shielded you and then you passed. So when somebody gets afflicted, it doesn't give you room to make news from that one. The God who has begun a good thing in our lives will surely, surely, surely perfect everything. In the name of Jesus Christ. We have every reason to appreciate him because he kept us throughout the period of last year when this thing was causing so much trouble everywhere. And the same God is one that is still keeping us. Always remember that you are too defended to be a victim. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Right. So you, you have your seat. And then we will do a little bit of dancing in the word and add a few things to what we were able to gather uh, or we've been able to gather these two days. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yesterday we touched verse 14. Can you give us that one? First Timothy chapter 3. Uh, sorry, chapter 4 and verse 14. Let's have that one quickly. 
do not neglect the gift that is given you. What translation did you read a few minutes ago? T. Passion. Do they have it? You do. Uh, we also showed that you belong to another generation. <laughs> yeah, I go ahead. Let's let's see what is there. Don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life. So the gift is already there. He said, "Don't minimize." And I will share certain testimonies with you. In 1994, when I came back from Nigeria the first time, um, I was working somewhere in the ministry. And I came in December. I came very hot, spiritually so. Incidentally, the man that I came to work with, the person that I respected so much, had deviated into some things that kept down his grace in the teaching of the word. So it became a problem for me. But when you'll be teaching, they will step out. If he announced I was going to be teaching, they will be shouting. I got offended. But I didn't know how to manage the offense. So several times when the Lord will lead me to things I will not say, I won't speak. So I ended up grieving the Holy Ghost. And it was expensive. It was what? Expensive. It took the mercies of God to resurrect me. Let me use that expression. He said, don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life. Every gift is programmed for a particular situation or divine assignment that God gives to a person. And what God has given to you, He gives you the enablement. That's a gift. Sometimes it comes by prophecy. And I will, I will mention a few things about that one. When God gives you a gift, don't minimize don't work against the gift at the same time because it is not meant for show don't don't intimidate people with the gift that you have gifts of god are used managed and exercised within the confines of the love of God. The love of God. The love of God. Because in the first place, you wouldn't have been qualified to even receive the gift. But God's mercy, which came from his love for us, brought you to that realm. So in, 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 you are not going to play down the gift. You allow it to speak. But at the same time, you make sure say, I think that's the right English tree expression. You have been sent, and then he has given you the ability to carry through the assignment he has given to you. So your giftings may be different or most times different from that of other people because your assignments are different. If you don't understand this one, you become covetous. You want to be like another person. I want this gift. That's one interesting thing about the pastoral ministry. The pastoral ministry and the apostolic ministry, because of the, the diversity and the broad nature of the assignment, you will see diverse gifts operating in you when you don't even know. And so if you, if you ask me, what gifts do you have? I don't know. If you like to hear, I have the gift of talking. Praise God. 
Now, you are a pastor. When a member or a sheep is sick, it is your duty to pray for that one. When there is that love flowing from you, it to that person, in between you and that person, you, 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 are, you feel the pain of the person, the Lord will release grace for you to be profitable to that person. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have the gifts of healing. So there are diversities of the gifts and all of them are meant for just one thing, to make God's kingdom shine everywhere that we go. And they are not meant for us to... I mean, it shouldn't be a snare. It shouldn't be a snare. Um, what is snare? I'm not talking about a snare drum. I'm talking about a snare. <laughs> you know? It's not a trap. It's not. So, so we, should, we should be very, very cautious and very humble and very loving, appreciating God for what he's doing through our life. That's the reason why sometimes you manifest some gifts and when they tell you about what you did you begin to wonder is it me because you have never seen that thing but it's showing hallelujah now at the same time you don't play down on the gift of god work with the gifts i i played down the grace that was at work it was terrific it was terrific just because I thought about my senior partner I suffered if you know the volume of tears that came from my eyes and the weepings that I did and fasting that I did asking God to forgive me and to restore according to the knowledge I had at that time I'll be telling you certain things about me today because certain illustrations will help you to appreciate what you have. The gifts of your, your pastor may not be the same that you carry. And if your pastor has understanding of the things I'm talking about, he will appreciate the gift of God upon your life. But be careful that you don't begin to use that gift to undermine your leader. Be very careful. Be very, very careful. Spiritual things are spiritual. Don't play down. Don't minimize the powerful gift. Let it operate naturally as the Lord has you know, presented or pray, placed in you. It's very important. Therefore, it was imparted to you by the laying on of hands of the elders and was activated, I like that one, activated through the prophecy they spoke over you. So we are talking about the New Testament prophet here. Several years ago, I was in my teens, early teens, and my father was sick. And a lady that my father had wanted to marry but was constrained for certain reasons, who still loved the old man, went around looking for solution to my father's challenge. How many of you know Kumasi? Opokuwari Secondary School. Across the street wasn't developed. It was bush all that. And there was one, they called him prophet, but I will call him a seer. In that place. So the woman went there and want, the man wanted my dad to go there and stay there and fast. But the man couldn't fast, so the woman had to call us with the consent of the seer. So we had to go, uh, the children, some of the children, I think those of us who went were about seven or so, and I went there. And we fasted for nine days. Yesterday I was telling Pastor Stanley and 
um, mommy and the rest in the car were, were, were chewing uh, we were chewing we chewing and uh, so I remember that, that, that experience at the end of the fast for the day we took interior I was the timekeeper and the prayer leader I didn't know what the man saw on the last day when we were leaving the man made a statement in public it was a crowd he pointed to my direction and he said you and people were turning. I was all turning. He said, you. He, he described my dress. He said, stand up. So I stood up. Whose child is this? So the woman stood up. And the man said to her, tell your husband to take proper care of this one. He is an instrument of God. Now, let me show you this in relation to the prophetic issue. This man was a seer. He had grace to see into the future. But he didn't have the grace to pronounce things for them to happen. The New Testament prophet, I mean sorry, prophet, <laughs> operates with dimensions of spirits, including the one we, we find in uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. Can you quickly go there before you come back here? Where are you? When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he is not speaking to people, but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. Next verse. But when someone prophesies, he speaks to encourage people to build them up, to bring them to comfort. These elements you see are principal gems in the New Testament's prophets, uh, prophet operation. So when a situation appears to be negative, the New Testament prophet has the grace of God to speak into that situation and change it. Jesus said, peace, be still. It was a prophetic command. It was a prophetic decree. The New Testament prophet has that one. When he sees into the future, he has a grace to bring the future to bear on the now. He brings the future to bear on the now. Not against the timing of God, because the utterance is a mystery that comes from the presence of God. And that's why a prophet needs to be careful that he is actually doing what God wants him to do. So that man saw into the future, but his words could not keep me on course. His words could not do what? Keep me on course. Not long after that one, my sister, my elder sister, took me to a place you know, they believed, and I think it was true, I didn't believe in anything. Nothing. I didn't believe in anything. I, everything that happened to me, as far as I was concerned, had to happen. There was nothing behind it. And I'll argue with you from day one to ten, if we have ten days. Now, the man told him, these people, they called the Aladura Brotherhood of the Cross or something. Something. I've forgotten the name. Not Star, not not uh, not Olumba. They call themselves Brotherhood too. You know. Now the man who was in charge had said something to my sister. So I went there and the man said I had to fast. He said some things about me that were real. But I said that my sister told him. 
So when he was talking, he paused and said, you don't believe what I'm saying. I said, I don't. He said, but you need to pray for your future. I said, if that's what my sister wants, no problem. <laughs> so I was there. I stayed in the temple for some days. We were fasting and praying. I don't know who I was praying to. One night, I opened my eyes and I saw a being in white clothing. And I concluded it was a man himself. Nobody else. <laughs> now, that man, when I was to leave the place, he, want, he was praying for me. And you know, they always have this staff that they carry. So he wanted to touch my head with the staff. He couldn't. And then he told my sister that this one is not for anyone except God. No matter what happened in his life, he will end up that way. I just laughed and walked away. I told myself, see, have you seen yourself now? This is how he deceived you. That man was the one who was moving through us in the night. It wasn't any angel. You test his angel. It's a lie. He was the one. The man said all manner of things. But he could not make his words help me to walk in a particular path. Are you getting what I'm saying? The New Testament prophet enjoys the backing of God in a serious dimension that when he is on course, when he is on course, when he is what? On course. When he speaks, God honors what he's saying. It's not by feeling. It is by a spiritual touch. Love is playing a serious role here. His spirit moves into the situation. And he wants a change. When he speaks, God honors that, that pronouncement. And that's why you will not find a New Testament prophet cursing people. They don't curse. They bless. So, Apostle Paul was saying that the gift that you carry, maximize it. Don't minimize it. This gift came upon you through the laying on of the hands. And he said it was what? It was facilitated by prophetic pronouncement from the presbytery. New Testament Yesterday, I told you that be very careful when you hear certain proclamation about your life. If somebody is praying for you, it is better for you to write it down. I prayed for someone, and in the course of the prayer, the atmosphere changed. Later, the person wanted me to tell her what I said. I said, I can't remember what I said. Who was that one? So that my, I said to my wife, whatever you heard that you remember, just put that one down and send to that person because I can't remember anything that I said. There was just a twist like that, and then it happened. But you that has been prayed for, it will be very good for you to go and write down as much as you heard. When I was coming back home in 94, the bishop called me to Lagos, to pray for me. And everything that he said on me, I wrote them down as soon as I got off the stage. I wrote everything down and I was watching over the things that he said and praying over those things. And I saw it. So your sensitivity may not be complete if you want your mind to remind you later of the things that came by the Spirit. It's important for you to write. Any time I had the privilege of sitting at a table with him, I had my notepad with me. Writing down things that were pronounced. Don't let words of life pass you by just like that. Yes, I'm going to go to a church. But I'm going to go to a church. 
Because we hear idea no, our Don't 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 play with things. Don't play with spiritual things. Wives, when your husbands are speaking to you and you know that they carry the prophetic grace, don't play husband and wife. Don't play wifery. Get back to the position of a sheep to receive what he says. And when your wife is prophesying to you, stop being macho. Because your machoism has not brought anything to you. Nothing. Spiritual things must be honored. They must be protected and defended. They are meant for your future. Hello? If I were you, I would learn to do warfare with prophecies. When they come, you are in a service and words are flowing. Write them down. Take your time to do warfare with those things by meditating on them and then praying them into being. You pray them into being. Hallelujah. And come she be about so by a pet or five years in the beyond the cancer. Same way, you can't you won't be beyond. I'm going to because what dream yet? That's the truth. Send a my dream yet. Me and Cassano. And yet, if you know how they catch him, yeah, may take you serious. Sanam te. In the award green, you know, me can't trust this award green. No, I'm wow. Amen. Don't play, don't play, don't play all these uh, academic tricks. What, what, how much of a book do you know? You are talking, you say it's not logical. The moment it comes to your mind that what the person says is not, it's not logical, it takes you back 100 years. That means that you have gone to the beastly level, beastly level, the level of beast. God is talking, say it's not, it, there's no logic. You think God is a, is a philosopher? <laughs> he is not. He is telling you issues that are now, that were and are now, and the ones that are coming. That's what he's talking to you about. Whatever he says is different from what you think. You said that you are sick because your body tells you you are sick. And he said, you are not sick. In fact, you've never been sick before. And he said, but it's not logical now because premise number one, I have a headache. Number two, my body is shaking. Number three, I've lost taste. God said, thou strong man of valor. Gideon said, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Even to be able to come here yourself is a risk. God said, that's okay. Go in this might." Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Hey, Jehovah. Shall we ever finish this thing? <laughs> Only God will tell. Right. Now, I wrote something on my paper here. Good. All right. So don't neglect the gift. Now, the act of meditation, I've talked about it before. Uh, I remember one time pastor said, I'll have to teach on meditation. I think we'll find time to do that one. Meditation is about chewing. You chew on what you hear or what you read. You toss it around in your mind, in your spirit. Abwa ojai edidie ojai ohu grass ne sa anhwa na asa anhwa ne nkofo bi abaha into oka bum 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 no di na sise aha baby owia no ape baby atena na by some natural ability e wonu mu no apu aba na num no atunu bo asia wini ye no ho aban faso ama no into that one may take about 2 3 hours 
But the harvesting moment is with great speed. Because other sheep may come in. Other sheep may just, somebody will just walk in there and then they begin to share. No, 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 no. I don't have time for that. So it just, bag, 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 bag. He loads everything over there and then goes to lie somewhere. Lie by still waters in the course of rechewing. If anything choked him, he will drink water and then he did there. He maketh me to lie down. Every time you hear God's word, you read God's word, it can be from anywhere. It can be in a vehicle. You are in a vehicle and somebody shares something. Just one statement from God's word. Don't make yourself a pastor at once. In our church, we know the word. What is he talking about? Humble yourself and pick that one. Go and sit down and think about it. Do what? Think about it. Now, the act of chewing on the word facilitates internalization of God's word. It leads to assimilation. You put food in your mouth, you chew it. The saliva in your mouth, that's why those of you who drink too much water when you are eating, you are at fault here. But over what kind of thing are you? Are you doing? Now, in Subi or Ketramasi, I a Yasa Efra Ediana Woodiano, a bois, a break it down, and you may be a word than Numo. Now, don't be in haste eating. Only the Asa will be as will be Pamo, as will be a Diana Nakofan and Nipakunoba. Take your time and chew. I was a victim of that one. I had to learn. Take time and eat. When they took us to secondary school in those days, you have 15 minutes to finish your food. 15 minutes. That's why most of the girls are not eating. And that's why I love to eat with some of the girls. Charlie and Kennedy and Nimum. And come on. And come on. Ah. Come on. And more than a baby, you are baby, you are saying. You are a tribal. 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 You are be a lady. Oh, glory to God. Just go to water hall to go and look for. That's where you want to eat your food. You buy food there. When you are buying, you tell them, male voice, male voice, male voice. They will know that you're not a woman, you are a man. So they can now add a little more to it. And then you go and pet with one lady, and uh, you begin to talk, and then uh, cross eating, cross eating, and you are cross eating. <laughs> Amen. So we're eating very fast, but it's not profitable if you take time to masticate the food. The saliva is enough to make it soft that you don't get choked, but because you are rushing food. Now, I'm drifting from one end to that place. There's a volcanic explosion. So, <laughs> oh, a body of person in the wood, yeah. Oh, body of betting back, oh, boom, you know, I didn't. By the way, who's the one? How, how, one call, how, under five minutes, you are finished. Oh, how digestion becomes a problem. So, the same applies in the spiritual realm. Take time to eat this food. This word of God is food. 
you take time to eat, you think on it, you pray over it, you dance with it, you sing with it, and then before you know, the spirit in the world takes hold of your life. That is the integration we are talking about here. Paul says meditate on these things. Meditate and then give yourself to it. Give yourself wholly to it. Give yourself entirely to it. When you meditate, your being, you enter into it. You enter into what God is saying. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Now you see, so much has gone into your heart by meditation. So when you stand to speak, there's a flow from your inside. It's not what you wrote down, but there's a flow. There's a flow. You know, <laughs> I don't like people tempting me with preaching. What you carry on your inside, the Holy Ghost will begin to knock them in, knock them in, knock this one in, knock this one, bring something from somewhere that you put there about five years ago. You've forgotten about it, but it flows back because it is part of your spirit. Give yourself wholly to it in practice. Apply this thing to your life. Apply the word of God to your life. It's not enough to know God's word. Apply the word of God to your life. Apply it to your life. You can't say me to you. Basi, you understand what I said? You can't say me to you. When he chews, you got offended. <laughs> Every time, any time he stands here, he's talking about this, talking about that. Why? Is that the only thing that he knows? That's the only thing he knows. Who? The day you accept it, God will give me a new one. Are you getting what I'm saying? When your pastor is whipping you on, on, on one particular thing, anytime he talks, anytime you get, don't be offended. Just go, if you want a change, go and apply the word to your life. The moment you apply the word to your life, the Holy Ghost will give me a new one. As long as you are not moving and God wants you to move, he will still be talking. Even when he says, today we are talking on prosperity. He will begin from somewhere. And before you know, he has obtained a bigger stick than the one he was using the previous Sunday. What? 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 Oh! Katiunia. Your video is over. Video is here. Edad we see you have a prosperity. No, we are okay. Yeah, prosperity. Any prosperity is there? Huh? Unyeska o yari ya wuntu miniska no. Eh, Papa. What God is waiting for is for your embracing the word of God, applying this word to yourself. When you do, then the Lord Himself will begin to bring new things. So apply the word. Don't just hear the word of God. Don't hear the word of God. Be a doer of the word. That's what the Paul said. I mean, James said, be a doer of the word. Otherwise, you receive yourself. So, what have you heard? What do you write down in your notebook? Is it verbatim, word to word, the thing that the pastor is saying, you are not, you've not started? When the word is going on, your spirit receives, and the Holy Ghost gives you interpretation of certain things. Those things are meant for you. Write them down. When you get back home, sit on these things. Give yourself, give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. You, you can be a dispenser of the word of God but not a, a, what, a beneficiary of what the word carries. Preaching the word is the cheapest thing. You, you, remember, you remember that donkey that preached Reach to the master, a prophet. The master was a prophet. Too. The donkey began to say, Are you so blind that you can't even see? You can't see beyond where I'm standing. Can't you see someone with the knife, the dagger, or sword drawn? Can't you see? And you call yourself a pastor. He began to speak to the man. Friends, we are in a dispensation where God is in haste to make things happen. So let's make things happen. Stop, stop all this talk that you talk and you don't, you don't act. 
your progress will be evident to all when you give your whole life to what you are talking about or what we hear. What we hear. Amen. And, and something is said that is very, very important. Can you go to the next verse? My time is up already. Take heed to yourself. One. To the doctrine. Two. Take heed to what? Yourself. First. And then take heed to the doctrine. Two things. One kasa shawusu ye. Nyami asem na he ena wodi bobra. Wa brabo eti say. I think in Psalm 105, there about, um, I was speaking about Joseph. He said, God sent a man ahead of them. And now they said the man's feet was put in fetters. He was tried by the word of God. He said, until his word came, the word of God tried him. Whatever God has said to you will come to pass after you pass spiritual tests. One of them is the test of integrity, the test of humility, the test of love, and so on and so forth. The word of God, what it demands from you, you must live to it. And then you begin to see that what you are saying will now be profiting people. Take it to yourself. Don't be preaching. Apostle Paul says, I put my body under. I don't allow this self to rule my life. Otherwise, I will be a signpost directing people to where comfort and peace await them while I'll be a castaway. You will not be a castaway. Amen. You'll be speaking what you know Amen. and you'll be speaking what you do. Amen. You won't be a castaway. And that is why you cannot be a pastor and call your people to fast and you are eating. We're talking about this, some of this yesterday as we were going home. You said they should, they should fast and you are eating. You eat anyhow. In the morning you eat. You ask yourself, I fasted in the night. <laughs> a pastor had pronounced a fast and um, he also had organized people to bring some food. He brought some food with some powerful cracker soup like this. Romunam and Isiomunam jam together. Basi doesn't understand. Even though he has been eating it. And he was in the inner office. The secretary did not know the man was eating. So somebody was looking for him. And he said he's in there. Open door, usher the person in. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> the appetite for the food disappeared instanta. What's that? And then there are Where would, how would I explain this thing to people? And who would believe me? Well, I don't know what actually happened. Because God is the one that knows all these things. But if I happen to break my fast, I won't tell you to stop fasting. No. I won't tell you. There's no way I'll call you and tell you stop fasting. No, I won't do that. I won't. If for any reason I break my fast, I will not call you to tell you stop fasting. I will not do that. I will not. The state of your heart is very important per time. The state of your heart is very important per time. Put yourself under. Many have crashed because of pride. They couldn't put themselves under. Take it to yourself. And take heed to 
the doctrine as you work out the doctrine and you sit on it and you share it with joy prayerfully doing so pray for your people your little team you are here you are a group leader pray for your people that they will have understanding of god's word pray for them for grace to be able to walk in the light of the word of god it is not always very easy you as a leader there are certain subjects the moment you think of teaching them the, the devil tells you don't try this one don't try this one because you are guilty so if if you can be a subject of affliction by the enemy then don't also think that those who are hearing you will not be so he went on to say something as you continue taking heed to yourself and to the doctrine as you continue with your meditation as you continue in giving yourself wholly to this word he said this will save you and also save those who hear you. Save you in what sense? Keep you on course. Make you a, a, a beneficiary of what you are seeing. And then watch you grow in the spirit. You should go ahead. How you were last year, your people should not see you at the same level. They should see you grow. And then that one will will inspire them to also want to grow. When you are under a man who doesn't grow in the word, you are not in any way inspired to want to grow. Grow. So take it to yourself. Take it to yourself. I've been in a place where the, the liturgy, the liturgy that we used, after preaching in that place for two years, or four years you may not need bible again to preach again the same topics that are run through a pair two years with changes then the next year they will come with different scriptures by the same theme that was when i was there i don't know if it is so today several years ago when i was a lay preacher i was a lay preacher in that place the liturgy was in, in books and we had books that carry sermons on the various topics given. So you can even buy the book and not go into your Bible. And so my, my, my pastor who said that uh, he got born again in 1969 and got filled with the Holy Ghost in 1972, his tongue was the same. The tongue he was speaking was the same. <laughs> the same tongue. The same tongue. And any time somebody came from outside, he got agitated because he felt that um, he'd be exposed. Even me, that was so tiny in the faith, not tiny in size, but tiny in the faith. When I would preach on Sundays, the wife would come to me and say, Brother Fosu, all these words that you have pronounced today, very powerful. My husband will come next Sunday and destroy it. That's the pastor's wife talking to me, a church member. You can understand. He has been born again several years. He has a history of being born again. But he doesn't have a history of growth. Make sure you are growing on a daily basis. Grow. Grow in the Lord. So you can't get to any point where you will say, I've arrived. When you arrive, you begin to fall. And when you get down to the earth, the echo will be great. Announcing to the whole world that you have aspired. May it never become your story. In the name of Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, you have a long way to go with this gospel and with this kingdom work. Long way to go. Long, 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 long way. You have a lot of work to do. You can't afford to kill yourself at this time. Step from
colossal damage. I'm saying that if a over treatment of anything, no brushing, nothing, that the whole thing has become like no, no let me not keep polish my trigger nose. So why must you go into point of bleeding? Do a steady, steady your the word of God. I've told you before, if you pick three verses of scripture and you think on them and make notes on them and pray with them, you are growing. You are growing. And then while you are a little more insight into what is going on, I'm reading 10 chapters. You read your 10 chapters. Take note of one, two, three. Come back to those ones. Sit on them and meditate and get something done. I listened to Jeremiah and part of Ezekiel in the night and into the morning. Now I will go you 16. What is there? Is there any microphone there? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. New King James. Yes. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see. Stand in the ways and see. And ask of the old path. Ask for the old path. Where the good way is. Where the good way is. And walk in it. And walk in it. Then you will find rest you for will your find souls. Rest for your souls. But they said we will not walk in it. Uh-huh. Stand in the ways, plenty of them. Don't forget, there's a way that's similar to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Stand in the ways and see. Don't just see, ask. Where are the old paths? Ask. Where are the good ways? Which way should I follow? The only one you are going to be asking this is the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm going to ask. And when you find it, walk in it. It's not for storytelling. You walk in it. It's a, where you, when you walk in that good way, you will find rest for your soul. The Israel said, wait till we don't go walk. They were very wonderful people. And the same, those of us who are talking about Israel, we are behaving the same way. This is the word of God. It's okay now. What translation is that one? It says NIV. That's a problem. It's Americans have infested this one. They said this. You have another thing. Okay, which one do you want? You will mention the one that people don't get now. Authorized version. <laughs> and you may even go very far to the time of thing they did this translation. And then you can, that, the way they write their thing self, you'll be, you'll be confused. Because you don't want to walk in that way. And don't waste your time on people who argue over God's word. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. Good night. Hello.